Star Trek, our favorite frontier. These are the podcasts of Aaron and Polly, their ongoing mission to explore all things Trek, to seek out cool things and pick them apart, to boldly complain as no one's complained before. And this is Paul. And welcome to a news-rich Star Trek with Aaron and Polly environment. It is crazy how much we have to tell you today. It's a special San Diego Comic-Con edition of Star Trek with Aaron and Polly. San Diego Comic-Con 2019. 2019. And I, you know, honestly, Paul, I can't think of a Comic-Con that has had more Star Trek news. Um, well, I mean... That's true. It's it's probably because in general, there's usually not much Star Trek news to announce. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. There's if there is, it's usually one thing. Like we have a movie coming up, or we have a show coming up. Right. It's it's rarely that we have multiple shows. Um, I guess no movie, but you know, multiple shows to announce at the same time. You know, I have to say, I was I I I was kind of half expecting to get some kind of movie announcement yesterday with all the other announcements that were coming out and particularly with some of the surprises that we got, it would not have surprised me that there wasn't some kind of movie announcement, but I guess it's still premature because, uh, you know, CBS Viacom are still sort of working out their, uh, their merger. So, yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, at the same time, I think, and we can talk about this a little bit later, but, uh, I think CBS All Access should look into why don't we do a CBS All Access Star Trek movie? Why does it have to be a theatrical release? Why does I, I it have to be a series? Completely agree. I mean, I think that's what they ought to do with uh, Captain Pike, right? Yeah. You know, if they don't want to, if they don't want to invest in another show that's that looks a little bit too much like what they're already doing, give us a movie. Yeah, I mean, for the for the same budget as two or three episodes of a show, maybe three. That way, you throw a little little gravy on top. Especially if you know, looking at some of those um, last Discovery episodes, you could easily produce uh, you know a Star Trek movie for CBS yeah. All Access. Well, yeah. you know, maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll get some type of announcement like that. They'll call those long treks. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we talk about the Star Trek news from. Um, you know, from that specific panel, there was other news that came out, and I don't know that it came out of San Diego Comic Con or was just released uh, simultaneously. Which is that uh, Seth MacFarlane uh, and the Orville um, apparently they had come to find or whatever in production of this season that it just wasn't going to be ready to come out this year. They needed more time. Um, you know, they, they weren't going to be ready in time for the 2019 fall season. And so with that not being something that the Fox network was particularly interested in, um, they they've come to an agreement that the Orville is moving, moving to Hulu for season three uh, starting in 2020. So, you know, we, we have an extended period of time before the Orville comes back, uh, but it'll be on Hulu instead. 
Yeah, and uh, yes, this this was announced at uh, San Diego. It was oh, okay. uh, Seth MacFarlane was on part of a, a panel where he announced that um, it's part of Disney's move to reallocate its content. Right? Mm-hmm. And you know, Disney of course bought you know Fox, and I think you know bought everything other than their news and uh, sports channels, right? And so all of the the entertainment division is sort of they're, they're sort of looking at all that content and where they want to put it and that sort of thing. So uh, the Orville is moving over to Hulu, where Disney owns a controlling stake. Yeah, uh, and it's you know it, it probably makes more sense given the way Fox the the network has treated its science fiction shows in the past. That if you want to keep a show like The Orville, it's probably better off on Hulu. Just yeah. like I think The Expanse is better off over on Prime. You know, I think the the thing about The Orville is he had already been experimenting with the limited commercial interruption, mm-hmm. a little bit longer episodes. So he he already had this intent in mind that that this broadcast television wasn't necessarily working for The Orville in its format. Now, don't get me wrong. Could those episodes probably have been trimmed by a couple minutes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think with the extra time and uh, I guess perhaps some extra investment to bring people into Hulu, with Disney's controlling stake in Hulu, it seems like what they're trying to do is put some of their more adult PG-13 and above content on Hulu um, where the the Disney Plus will be a bit more family-friendly fare, um, like the Marvel shows and the Star Wars stuff. And maybe this is the way we get some all on Mocklin sex, you know, in our in our Orville. Admittedly, you know, we, that's you you jest, <laughs> but I'm actually a little bit concerned because I feel like, you know, Seth MacFarlane tends to get lost in some of that right. just because he can. And uh-huh. now with with the flexibility that Hulu allows, I do kind of feel like well. You know, we're going to get some double Klingon penis, you know, type things. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I feel like he'll go more into that, which I already struggled with the Orville season two, yeah. um, especially with some of the and I wouldn't even call it that the, I disagreed with the content. I just I, I didn't care for some of the episodes like at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it does concern me. Of course, I'll give it a shot. That being said, it's not. It's targeted for the fall of 2020, so we still yeah, have. You got a full on year before yeah. we see another episode of the Orville, which yeah. you know that that seems like a long time for a show that it's not like it was. It's not like anyone's. It's not Game of Thrones, right? Like no one's right. clawing at the door waiting for new episodes of the Orville. So hopefully this is the right move, um, and will lend itself to, to better content. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, when you look at it, will have been a full year and a half since the last time you you saw a new episode of The Orville before the next episode drops. Mm -hmm. Um, It seems like a long time to have your fan base wait. That, again, is not a rabid fan base like Game of Thrones, like you said. Um, I I, kind of wonder if the interest will be there. I I, I wonder about that. I think think it is a safe bet. And I don't want to be right about this, especially if it's good. Um, But I think it's a safe bet that season three may be the final one for the Orville. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I think the at by fall 2020, the streaming space will be so overcrowded, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I feel like it's like you said, the, the momentum that the series had, 
it's not like they it's got this hardcore fan base like the Star Trek shows. Now, that being said, we're, you're you're listening to two guys who will certainly watch the first episode. But I'll well, tell you, if I watch that first episode and I'm like, hmm, no, no, then I, I I'm not going to invest the time. I can't guarantee that I'm going to watch that first episode because I'm not a Hulu subscriber. And uh-huh. I'm not sure I'm going to be a Hulu subscriber. Yeah, well, yeah, at least Hulu yeah. offers a free trial, so you can get that free trial. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's got Handmaid's Tale over there, which I've been watching on Blu-ray. Um, I uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll ha- It'll be one of those decisions I'll have to make when we get there. Uh, you know, currently I subscribe to Netflix and Prime, which seems to do me just fine on my uh, on my Prime ne- on my uh, streaming needs. But you know, I'm also I, I keep talking about this. I've talked about this for as long as you and I have been podcasting together, mm-hmm. uh, unplugging my cable and just you know. Uh, streaming, so I, you know, I may do that between now and then. I've got a year; you never know. Yeah, well, I mean, we're. I think uh, I think a lot of folks are doing that, which is why we're getting so many streaming services like HBO Max and right. CBS and blah blah blah. So I have, I don't have Hulu, but um, I have someone's password. So, I, I, <laughs> uh, so there's Hulu. I I actually well, pay. Maybe and I can have someone's password. <laughs> we'll talk. Um, but I, I do have uh, and, and pay for Netflix, Amazon Prime, CBS All Access, and Shutter. Um, and, and don't don't forget DC and DC. Yeah. Uh, now Shutter and DC, I went for the the yearly packages, so you know it's not like I pay for it monthly. And I will wholeheartedly jump into Disney Plus, and if they offer a, an annual plan, I'll just do that. Yeah, it's going to be hard not to get Disney. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that is. I mean, that's going to be crazy, and particularly, and, and I hate to uh, cross the streams, as it were, but you know, with all the announcements that came out yesterday about what Marvel is going to have on the Disney streaming service, uh, I mean, holy shit, <laughs> that, that that Disney streaming service is going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to have yeah. a ton of content. Now, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that on next week's episode of Funny Books, so if you're yeah. not subscribed to Funny Books, um, you go to your podcast feed or whatever, you know, you listen to your podcast through and do a search for funny books with Aaron and Polly, uh, P-A-U-L-I-E. Well, so is this one, Star Trek with Aaron and Polly. So you already know how it's spelled. Um, but look up funny books and uh, subscribe there because we're going to talk about uh, all the San Diego Comic-Con news in next week's episode. I would also recommend doing a search on IOM Geek in your uh, in your podcatcher yeah. or Ideology of Madness. That way you can find all four of our podcast feeds. That includes this podcast that you're listening to right this very minute, Funny Books with Aaron and Polly, uh, our Rainsboro feed, as well as, and it's be- becoming the more and more seasonally appropriate for Hauntsman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That'll be ramping up in the, this upcoming haunt season, so look forward That's to right. that. Yeah. But we digress. We are here yes, to we, discuss we Star Trek. Pretty exciting stuff. So yeah, yesterday, uh, as of the time of this recording, we, you know, we 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 knew we wanted to get on the mics because we knew that there would going to be there was going to be a Star Trek panel. Little did we know, even though nothing new was necessarily announced, um, a bunch of interesting information on what we already knew was coming well, was announced. And- spectacular reveals yes yes so um i think we want to start with what do we want to start with the short treks or the discovery or what are we starting with there let's start with lower decks <laughs> <laughs> all right so starting with lower decks uh star trek lower decks uh we we already knew that was coming and if you're not familiar with it it is the upcoming animated series that is produced by one of the creators of rick and morty 
And so they announced the time frame, the cast, and uh, and or the, I should say the voice cast. It's set in 2380, which is after the events of Star Trek Nemesis, um, on a ship called the USS Ceratos. It's a California class ship. And uh, so they, they announced the voice cast, including uh, Fred Tatasiori, um, Don Lewis, Jerry O'Connell, and Jillian Vigman. Can I just go on record as saying how much I can't stand Jerry O'Connell? I'm sure he's a, he's a fine man. He annoys me everything I see him in. <laughs> I don't mind Jerry O'Connell. Honestly, his, his voice acting isn't horrible. Um, he plays he's the he's the current Superman in those DC animated movies. Uh huh. Um, so I, I should clarify the the actors I just spoke of are the bridge crew. But the show is not about the bridge crew. The cool. show is about the real stars, the lower decks. Yeah, the bridge crew thinks the show is about them, mm-hmm. but the show is actually about the junior officers uh, on the ship. Yeah, so I'm, you know, so I am a big Rick and, Rick and Morty fan. Um, I know um, you are, you are not necessarily not a fan, but you're a non-watcher of it. Have have, ne- have never watched a single show. I think you'd, enj- I think you would actually enjoy it. I think it's 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 well written. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually got some decent science fiction to it. It's it's not lazy, but it is dirty. But I mean, you know, so are we. So, but I, <laughs> but I actually recommend checking it out. I think you'd you'd enjoy it. Um, it well, that's another podcast. But uh, I just want you know you you say I'm dirty, but you know I've had a shower within the last seventy two hours. <laughs> I have too. I've had a shower within the last seventy two minutes. Um, well, that's excessive, Paul. That's excessive. <laughs> so we're we're, we're going to meet the ensigns of the USS. Um, what, what was it, Cerritos? Yeah, and uh, yeah, there no real uh, footage that I've seen was shown uh, just a bunch of um, pictures and yeah, they did, uh, the they cast. did some character stills, right? Yeah. You know, just to, to, to indicate who these characters were, but, but no real film yet. Uh, still, I, 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 uh, I like the idea of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I love that Star Trek, the next generation episode that was about all these junior officers uh, that we hadn't met before. Um, it, that was a great episode. I, you know, it's, it's, it's always weird when your usual cast members take such a backseat mm-hmm. um, to the guest stars. And I think that, 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 that episode really demonstrates what you can do. I don't know how much, um, how much, uh, um, uh, humor is going to be played in this versus you know any kind of drama i suspect it's going to lean more towards lighter fare i would imagine uh, so given i mean looking at the 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 images or the yeah i guess the i don't know the, the art style but, is the word I'm looking but for. it's interesting that they've that they've even bothered to put it to place it in continuity i was thinking the same thing yeah. what is the point in setting it after nemesis like that was an odd yeah. choice so it's got there's obviously um I guess they're trying to establish – I think what this is is they're trying to establish things that have happened in the time frame between Nemesis mm-hmm. and Star Trek Picard. Um, especially since I believe, talking a little bit about short treks, two of the short treks will be animated. And I've got to imagine one of them is a preview, or at least both, right. maybe both of them are previews of Star Trek Lower Decks. Yeah, no, I I, I, w- I would agree. And so what are we getting? We're getting, what, six short treks we're getting, uh, starting in the fall? Yep, six short treks. And the, the format this year is a little bit different in that we're going to get two animated episodes, which they didn't describe. But I'm I'm guessing, again, that they are um, just previews of, of the lower decks. We will get a prequel or preview of the uh, Picard series. 
and we will get three episodes, short treks, um, focused on the cast of the Starship Enterprise, including yeah. the return of Anson Mount, um, Rebecca Romaine, and um, Ethan Peck. Or Ethan Peck. Yeah, yeah, and I gotta say, I think the fans made that happen. The fact that people wouldn't shut up about how much they enjoyed Anson Mount, Ethan Peck, and Rebecca Romaine, um, you know, as those characters, I think they said, "Fine, fine." We'll give you some short tracks. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. I think this is, yeah. you know, shutting folks up. Not uh-huh. not to be mean, but I think no, no. it's like, look, here's some Pike. And, and it's a great format because ultimately what this is, is these are probably like cheap ways of doing pilot episodes. All right. Yeah. You want some Pike? You want some, you know, some Spock? Well, you know, Anson Mount didn't particularly love working on the show, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, they, they brought them in. Um, they did these three short tracks. I think I, what I imagine is depending on the success of these short tracks, we may, um, you know, see an announcement in the future. I, you know, uh, maybe at the upcoming Star Trek Las Vegas or, mm-hmm. you know, that, that uh, maybe a series or something will be in production because I've got to imagine they're, they're definitely eyeing the success of these short tracks. What do you mean Anson Mountain didn't enjoy working on the show? Oh, yeah, he, he is. He has been very, um, you know, they asked him if he would be interested in returning to to Star Trek. He said, if there were changes. Um, I think the the grueling schedule of the episodes, and, and quite frankly, Star Trek Discovery is a bit of a logistical clusterfuck behind the scenes. If if all the articles, you know, um, that we've mm-hmm. read about it are are to be believed, I, I think he, he left that experience very frustrated. But I think that's very much, you know, you, you see that a lot, right? You see that when... As soon as Daniel Craig is done playing James Bond or sure. something like that for for a particular movie, he's like, "I will never do that again." Well, and well, I think Superman came out of that like, "All right, this was a miserable experience for me." Well, and I think that Anson Mount did not get to enjoy a guest star's role, no. right? Because he very much came in as a star. Yeah. Um, he came in, I mean, it was almost like the Anson Mount show for a lot of what that season was. So I can completely understand that the schedule might have been a bit more grueling than what he anticipated. But I bet if you were building a show around him, you know, he, he'd have different expectations. Yeah. I would think so you know? too. And I think, but I know. have seen him be very gracious about the experience about, um, the content. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he seems to have really enjoyed the character, seems to have enjoyed the work, though, perhaps, you know, was was uh, maybe got into something he didn't really expect. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. And I think, the, you know, the schedule of that series, yeah. you, you guys, yes, you know, the proof is in the pudding. You see the special effects, but they're still right. filming, you know, yeah. uh, some of those things weeks before, you know, they're, they're working all this stuff simultaneously. So and, and to. It's not like they're filming these the, – each episode is filming for a month. No. I mean most of these episodes are filmed within a matter of two or three weeks. And uh, you know, then, then the post-production comes in or works simultaneously. So well, you know, think about yeah. you know, when they would shoot a Next Generation episode, you know, they would, they would have uh, four, maybe five days to shoot that show, mm-hmm. right? And they're shooting many features – when they make these Star Trek Discovery episodes. And I mean, proof's in the pudding. You, you see it on the screen. I mean, they are, they are making some high quality, uh, premium television, uh, would, that would look great up on the screen. I would not mind going to see some of that on a big screen. Oh yeah. Um, but 
they, they don't they're, they're they're still trying to crush that in to similar time frames. They're getting a little bit more time. I've seen interviews with Jonathan Frakes about that, but uh, not a whole lot more time for the for the level of camera work they're doing. No. And certainly the technology has improved since 1986, but not by much. Yeah. Not in terms of the, the toll on a human actor. Correct. You know? Yeah. Well, and particularly when you're when you are pushing them to do even even more work, longer hours, more difficult stunts, mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy. It's crazy making. Yeah, but but I got to tell you, I, I am I was so excited to see the glimpses of what we're going to get out of those short tracks. I mean, number one and Mister Spock trapped in an elevator together. Yeah. You know, these short treks are really designed to be these little, you know, 10, 15 minute vignettes, sort of a bottle episode, you know, and, and I think that's just I think that's hysterical. If and, they're smart and I know and it won't work out this way, but it would be interesting if the format of those three short treks was essentially the equivalent of one episode broken out into 15 minute segments. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. time wise, that's essentially what we're getting. But I do think we're getting yeah. three separate stories with a, the sure. triple thing and the elevator thing. Uh, yeah, it would appear to be man-eating tribbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like they had fun with it. Um, you know, they, they can produce those short treks on the cheap because yeah. the Enterprise set already existed. Um, you know, the episode – and anything that didn't already exist can probably just be redressed Discovery sets. Right. You know, um, because starships are, are supposed to look uniform in nature um, yeah. to a certain extent. So no, I'm, I'm excited, excited about the short tracks, and I'm very much yeah. looking forward. That's the that that is the next thing that we will be getting from CBS All Access. I, I believe we're getting those before Picard yeah. starts. Yeah, that's they said they start in the fall. Paul, can you remember how uh, in advance of the first round of short tracks, how dubious we were about them? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and now we're like, okay, bring it on. Yeah, um, you know. I've, so one thing I will say, uh, you know, you had mentioned, and we'll. We'll talk about this show here in a minute. You had mentioned that um, you wouldn't mind seeing some of Discovery on, on a big screen. Yeah, I, I love that. I would actually buy tickets, even though I'm, I'm I'm imagining it's not possible given you know the the whole rights thing. Right. Um, yeah. But if if they released Star Trek Picard the first episode as one of those Fathom events, yeah, like a week before it premieres, in a heartbeat, yeah. I will buy yeah. a ticket. Yeah, completely. Um, completely. But again, Absolutely. I've got to imagine that's that's a rights thing. To, you know, the cinema is owned by Paramount, whereas the, right. uh, the TV space is owned by CBS. Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're right. But you know, word on the street. I mean, there there are even rumors this weekend about that that deal is getting closer, and that what I find amusing is that Star Trek is really rather pressuring that deal. Yeah. Because they understand that they they really can't compete with Disney unless they get their their their, their ducks in a row, and uh, I I think that's huge. I mean, I think I think that's just really telling about how you've got these ginormous organizations out there creating you know content, and you know they're they're looking at look you know if we're going to compete in this space, we've really got to get our, our our act together. Yeah, and uh, so I I think it's funny that that little old Star Trek. You know the the little show that could, <laughs> yeah, is, is driving so much of that. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you know, and and I think it it, it all started with Star Trek Discovery. Um, you know, yeah. with CBS All Access, and and though not much news was really announced, really uh, not a lot at all. No, they they I announced mean, a new cast images, member right? and and some yeah. images. David I I Hala, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, he's from Supergirl. 
Uh, and he's been in a number of other things that I, I'm not familiar with the actor, but he's joined the cast for season three. Uh, and uh, they just announced that the, the season premiere was shot in Iceland. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, that's that's really all they announced is, you know, yeah. they're in the future. We know that. I think part of it is um, they, they've, they're holding some stuff, right? The, 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 they didn't want to necessarily like they Star Trek had a great Comic-Con presence. But at the same time, um, I think one, maybe not much is ready for discovery yet they're they're actively filming and two you know they've got star trek las vegas coming up and and they probably want to focus on what's coming out in 2019 because i don't think we're going to see discovery till 2020 yeah well and you're not going to see picard until january so oh i, mean, I thought picard was 29 picard's not till january I, th- I think that's what they said yesterday is that uh, picard uh, starts in uh, uh january 2020 damn damn it I, I think that's correct that's why they're they're releasing six short treks through the fall to get you ready for uh, no, no, you're right. Yeah. The show has been pushed back a few months, which yeah, we're not. I don't know that we should necessarily be surprised. Um, I'm not. I, I I have felt like their their time frames for Picard were a bit aggressive. Yeah, we, we uh, felt that way with um, Discovery. I think when we first talk, yeah. talked about Picard, we're like, they're just doing table readings. They haven't even started right. filming. And but I did find it telling. I I was watching uh, the panel yesterday for Picard and. They're, they've only got three episodes left to shoot out of their ten episodes uh, season. Well, good. I think what we're dealing so with the, is you know the the post production. Oh yeah, no, and I mean you know we see what these shows look like. They need as much time as they can get. I think one of the reasons why we didn't get much announcement on Discovery is that they really wanted to surrender the stage to Picard. Yeah, I think they really because I mean that is that is where you're going to draw new subscribers into CBS All Access. Because all those guys who sat out going, it's not my Star Trek, are going to join CBS All Access because they really want to see Picard. And you want to go ahead and talk about Picard now? Well, what I really prefer to talk about is that Picard's Uh dog is named number one. (laughs) I I, I called it. You did. You did. Well, apparently, if you zoom in on the promotional poster, there is a, a, a number one. On his, oh, uh, on his uh, collar. So, yes, it has been confirmed that Picard's dog is named number one. Yeah. Number one, who made number two in the living room? <laughs> 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 Look at you cracking yourself up. <laughs> uh, I can just, I, I just, I, 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 I want to see that. <laughs> so, um, Star Trek Picard, uh, official trailer. Uh, now I'm, I'm even, I'm now I'm kind of upset that I have to wait six more months to get it. I really thought it was coming this fall. I missed the 2020 piece of it. Um, uh-huh. but before we talk about the content of the trailer, uh, do we want to talk about the confirmed returning people from the previous Star Trek series? So, so yes. And we have said previously on this very podcast that CBS all access has been very open about the fact that it has no qualms at all about misleading the fans when it comes to who's going to be on the show, what kind of stories they're going to tell that kind of thing. And they have been telling us to our faces that now there's not going to be any uh, next generation cast involved. I mean, we'll have Jonathan Frakes come and direct an episode or two, but uh, you're not going to see any next generation folks in the first season. And Huge reveals in the uh, in the trailer, and not just in the trailer, the, but also you know confirmed on the stage. Yeah. Um, did you watch the panel? No, I did not watch the panel. I found a uh, YouTube video oh. that had all about forty minutes of the panel, well, excluding the time for the trailer. Oh, okay. I, and check that out. Uh, I, 
Yeah, well, I can send you the link. I watched it last night, and you know the the crowd just goes nuts. You know, of course, what when uh, when the uh, you know reveals are remade, you know, much like you would expect. And then you know we we have seen Marina Sirtis catting around the Star Trek sets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was like, you know, she's got to be there for, you know, to talk to producers or something. She's not just there to visit with Jonathan Frakes. And sure enough, she and Jonathan Frakes will be reprising their roles as Commander Riker and Deanna Troy yeah. in uh, a little bit of, of uh, Star Trek Picard. Yeah, and they're not in the trailer, but we do get to see yeah. um, three returning Right, three returning. Yeah. We get to- well, and you had to tell me about why they had to tell me that one of them was was a reprising role because as much as I enjoyed the Borg named Hugh, I could never pick that actor out. No, no. Um, but so yeah, we we saw Hugh in the trailer. I will say one one thing that I that there's a moment in the trailer where Picard is referencing an admiral, and I watched the trailer twice and I looked real close, but it's not Janeway. Um, yeah. But I, I was trying to, to to place if that was Admiral Nechev you know, oh. from Next Generation, and I don't believe it is. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. It, it could be. It it's could so be. brief, you know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I've watched that trailer, you know, eight or nine times by now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, so we get a reveal that you know he's got data data sitting around in pieces in his garage, right? Yeah. You know, he's got a big drawer full of data. Um, I, I, one of the things I loved about the reveal in that episode is in the Star Trek novels, data, data has returned. We've seen that in comic books, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that there's, I, I, I'm not sure how they did it. You know, if it was, they, they transferred his memories into B4, the stupid Android that survived Nemesis, (laughs) you know, um, but that apparently they're wiping away that, you know, non-canon continuity in favor of he's been in the box all this time. Yeah. And uh and somehow, you know, we see that he gets reanimated, at least his head does. And I got to tell you, if the show is them walking around with Data's head uh for 10 <laughs> episodes, I am down for that. You know, I need to see Data's head strapped to Picard's belt as he's walking away, <laughs> walking around on an away mission like that uh, that uh, disassembled uh, run of Thor where he's got Loki's head on his belt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I fucking need that, Paul. <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to get that. <laughs> I, I need that, Paul. I need this just really grim and gritty Picard walking around with uh, beheaded Data. <laughs> that tickles me. And then... The very sassy appearance of Seven of Nine, right? In that in that trailer, um, I it, I like that she that it shows that the character has grown since uh, Voyager, and I think that was a really shrewd move to include Jerry Ryan. Um, you know, you know that fans love her. Um, you know that um, you know number one, Jerry Ryan still is an amazingly attractive mm-hmm, woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no reason not to include her. And it does appear that they're telling a Borg story. So why not sort of reunite your, your, your Borgs? Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I, I'm, you know, we have never seen, uh, Captain Picard and seven of nine in a show together. Uh, I, but I like, I think this makes sense, you know, and I like this idea. I did not care for seven of nine most of the time on uh, Star Trek Voyager, but I do like the actress, Jerry Ryan, quite a bit. I've liked her in other things. 
so I'm I am I'm really pleasantly surprised to see her inclusion here. Had no idea, had no suspicion that this is what they were. Me either. You know, I it, it, we we assumed right on um uh, on some of the next generation cast, but Seven of Nine came out of left field. Yeah. Well, and what I found interesting, you know, you watch the trailer. And my initial thought on the trailer, and I probably watched the trailer like three times or so before I watched the panel. You watch that trailer, I'm like, oh, that's got to be a cameo. No, right? but if you watch... But, but no, she's a legit member of the yeah. cast. Yeah. They definitely kept that hidden. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and again, I, I, I don't have a problem that CBS All Access... Uh, doesn't shoot straight with us on these things that they that they you know keep it in their pocket until they're ready for the reveal. I am absolutely okay with that because uh, I, I it was so exciting to have actual news yeah. uh, about this show at San Diego, especially uh, with the delay, I, I, right? With the delay, the fact that we have such a a nice yeah. long uh, informational trailer, we we basically get the premise of the show. That there's this, oh, yeah. you know, this child who has some type of secret and is important, and and you know, given the 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 play with the Borg, I'm, I have a feeling it's some type of human Borg baby. Well, it's not a baby. She's yeah. she's an adult. She's you know a young adult. Yeah, my guess is is that she is a young Borg queen. Ah, uh-huh. that's my guess because we do get that shot of a Borg cube. Yeah. Um, and you know, we saw at the end of Star Trek Voyager, which was the last in continuity in the timeline, not necessarily in what was broadcast, but it was the last appearance of the Borg. Yeah. So, and we see that, you know, all of the, 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 uh, you know, well, what are the, the space conduits that they were using? I forget what those Borg conduits were called, but you know, they collapsed all of that infrastructure. And so, you know, I we can probably assume that there hasn't been much Borg activity since then. It would not surprise me that this young woman is not some somehow a juvenile Borg queen or a younger Borg queen who's just been detached from her collective. And that's why we've got to get the Borg gang together. That's why you've got to get Hugh and you got to get Seven of Nine uh, to join this ragtag uh, crew to go out and do something. What I found really interesting is I, I really expected that this was going to lean a lot heavier into the Romulan story. I did too, but they, they didn't. There, there's no mention of it in the trailer. Now, I'm sure it'll play there's, into his current mental state, but... Yeah, I, we know that there are... Oh, no, wait, there is a, there is a Romulan in the trailer. Sorry. There's a, yeah, there's a Romulan in the cast. Um, it just... I, I can't help but wonder if that's not a feint or a decoy, right? Or, or, or it's just, you know, has been played up much more than it actually is, is going to be. But whatever, it looks super hot. Yeah. I can't wait to watch the show. Yeah, it, it looks fantastic. Uh, I, I've watched the trailer multiple times. I mean, you would think it was like a trailer for a movie. Um, that's how many yeah. times I've watched it because it, I was just like, I. it totally caught me off guard how much yeah. I liked it. Because, you know, with the, yeah. the teaser and the, you know, the teaser trailer that they had a month or two ago and then the freaking poster, I'm like, I don't want to see Picard just sitting at his winery. Like, well, but that's not what, what we're getting. Fun- you know, we saw that teaser poster with, you know, Picard and his dog, number one. And I just sort of assumed, well, you know, the dog will be present in the vineyard and, and that's it. But uh, Patrick Stewart said, no, no, dog's a member of the cast. You'll see a lot more of the That's dog. awesome. And the dog's real name <laughs> is De Niro. Correct. Yeah. And I'm super excited about that. <laughs> I, there's something about seeing Picard with a dog that just, you know, tickles me. I, uh, I, I'm down for this. 
it means we'll get number we'll have a number one on this show as well. That's right. <laughs> woof woof. <laughs> so yeah, super exciting stuff that came out of that Star Trek panel yesterday. Um, and you know, we wanted to talk about it. And what we would also like is to hear what your thoughts are. Absolutely. So give us a call at 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the show, you'll want a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise. And you can also hit us up on Instagram, IOMGeek, Facebook, IOMGeek, or Twitter, at Ideology Madness. I will include in the show notes this week a link to the uh, Picard uh, trailer, as well as a link to the panel video that I talked about. So you can see both of those things if you want. You don't have to go hunting for them. So uh, we hope you have enjoyed our special San Diego Comic-Con 2019 uh, cast. So uh, And you know, tune in. We have an episode that's dropping, should, should drop right around the, the same time, uh, where we talk about the San Diego Comic-Con news relating to comic books mm-hmm. on our Funny Books podcast. But that's everything uh, that happened up through Friday. Uh, we'll bring you up to speed on what happened Saturday and Sunday in the in the subsequent podcast. So uh, you'll get two sort of San Diego uh, c- conversations on the Funny Book Show. Exciting. Subscribe now, and thank you guys for listening. See you later. All decks, all stations. This is the captain speaking. All decks, I must have your full attention in a few moments as we attempt to walk back home. It is vital, absolutely vital, that you center your thoughts on your duty or on the welfare of Star Trek with Erin and Pauly. Think of giving some of your strength. Captain Picard's right, y'all. Star Trek with Aaron and Polly needs your help. We need you to go out to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five-star review. Let the Alpha Quadrant know how much you enjoy this podcast. Now, this is an order. You must try to do this. And now, attempt to concentrate completely on your duty of the moment. All decks, all stations, battle stations. Star Trek with Aaron and Polly is a production of IOMGeek.com. Have a question or comment? Hailing frequencies are open at 972-763-5903. Tribble wrangling provided by... Triskelion Trays, no troublesome tribbles. Mr. Aponte's wardrobe provided courtesy of Garrick's Clothiers, conveniently located on the promenade. 